Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crowe portrays an ex-homicide detective unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. It's time for a bowl extravaganza with Dan Wetzel. Got your uh, fighter jet. <laughs> what were you planning on doing with it? You got to fill out a lot of form, a lot of paperwork. You're going to get your own personal F-15. Anyway, what are we talking about here? Independence Bowl? SI's Ross Dellinger. That's right. See, Pat's got an advantage in this. He did the damn bowl dash for two days. He studied every effing bowl. And SI's Pat Forty. You can't dump a, a bucket of mortgage on people, you know? That, I, I much prefer the Cheez-Its and the mayonnaise and the French fries and that stuff. Here's Pat, Ross, and Dan. Hi, welcome to the pod. We are going to do our first half of our bowl bonanza. We're going to try to get through 17 games later. I mean, Woo! there's some... There's some sketch ones out there. (laughs) (laughs) Too many bowls, Dan? Too many bowls? (laughs) No, never. I like, I mean, I have absolutely no problem with as many bowls as they want. You like the sketch ones. Okay, look at the first game. We will get to it. Miami, Ohio, UAB. Two six (laughs) and six teams. No one's making me watch at 1130 on Friday, but will I? If it's on, and yeah, like I'm not yeah, gonna. Yeah. What is the alternative? They don't play. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, is it somehow better if they don't play? All you know what the easiest thing to do in the world is not watch a football game on TV. <laughs> there you go. So I don't care if they have a hundred bowls, but I mean, some of these matchups, that one's not exactly <laughs> popping hey. off the. But no, the, while I am making a sandwich for lunch, I will have that game on. I guarantee it. Hell yeah. Look up. Just don't want to see, you know, the uniform combinations. How's the weather in the Bahamas? Also, look at we love college football. And, you know, in the middle of like May, you'd be (laughs) if that game somehow like they played this game, Mm -hmm. you'd be like, oh, this could be great. Really looking forward (laughs) to that. Miami's got a transfer from Pitt. That's, you know, some, you know, you're just jacked up. Yeah. Plus Miami, right? The future home of that uh, young uh, tour 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 uh, oh, student yeah. <laughs> who asked where the girls under where kids under twenty one drank during the college tour. Yeah. That's right. It's my new Party favorite school. school. <laughs> new favorite school. Mm-hmm. I don't know if she enrolls. I don't know. Still, she's still yeah, in high Miami school. Miami should have made her a priority to get. She I would have been a five star recruit. NIL deal right there yeah. with the local bar up in uh, in Oxford. All right. <laughs> 
Uh, we got a few things we're going to get to first. Uh, number one, we talked about Mike Leach on Monday. Um, obviously, we we had a pretty good feeling it was um, the severity of the situation. We were hoping that, forget coaching, he could have could have um, you know found his way to Key West and and had a happy retirement. And uh, sport is going to miss him greatly. Your thoughts on just the last couple of days, uh, Ross? I'll start with you. Uh, in what's happened to uh, to Coach Leach, amazing outpouring as you'd expect. It does it doesn't really seem real, and uh, and by no means am I someone who's personally impacted by him. He was a guy I covered a little bit and, and enjoyed greatly, but uh, was not a personal friend of his. But um, uh, it just doesn't seem real. No, it doesn't. When, whenever this happens to to anybody, it, you know, it is it is uh, feels like you're kind of trapped in like a dream or. a or a nightmare that you you don't believe is real. You keep you do keep wanting to kind of wake yourself up, uh, so to speak. I think a lot of people are feeling like that in Starkville and around the Mississippi State community and around the college football world. He he touched. You mentioned the outpouring, which I expected to be pretty significant, but I, I don't know that I expected it to be uh, like that. Uh, it was it was pretty incredible, and I think it probably shows number one how many college like random college football fans just adored him in his personality and in the way he was and how different he was from all the other coaches but then you got this other thing where he had this incredible influence on college football offense in this huge coaching tree and i think both of those things together created this just incredible incredible um, outpouring yeah you know i mean as you said they it, it has been a massive kind of reaction. And I think that's probably attributable to a couple things. One, he was extremely approachable. Normal fans, if you rated him Key West, he might talk to you for 20 minutes about God knows what. And then media, I mean, he, he would let everybody in. And so everybody had a Mike Leach story because he would let you in and then be Mike Leach. So he'd be interesting and weird and funny. Uh, so everybody had very memorable encounters with him. But then beyond that is uh, the just the coaching tree is incredible. You know, of everybody that played for him, coached under him. And, I mean, we're talking about guys who are at the very top of their profession right now. Lincoln Riley, Sonny Dykes. Sonny Dykes was a grad assistant, I believe, at Kentucky. Lincoln Riley was like a fifth-string quarterback who Leach looked at him and said, mm, nah, maybe not. How about coaching? And on and on and on. Just so many guys. Josh Heupel was his first quarterback that he coached at uh, at Oklahoma. So, you know, just incredible reach of his career and his personal reach to a lot of people. So it, it's it's nice to see. I wish, you know, as always, that he were around to see it and to feel, uh, I think, the, you know, the respect and admiration and joy that he brought to a lot of people. Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, the impact on the actual way we talked about this Monday and, and you called him the most influential coach and he probably was. And, and someone brought this up. I mean, it was just, I mean, you go to all those, all the coaching tree, the way they play in the NFL, the whole concept of you line up. And now it's like the way they, they literally broadcast the game now. And Romo kind of started this, but the quarterback reading the defense and just picking his guy, that's the play, yeah, right? right? And that was what Leach used to say. I went back and read some old stuff on it. And it, it's like, if I try to teach a bunch of 19-year-olds 100 plays, they're, they're all, there's going to be a mistake on every play. If I teach my quarterback to just look and see 
here's where the mismatch is, go there. It's very simple. Mm. And, you know, now that's literally what Tom Brady does. That's what all of them do, right? And so it's like the impact was like, here's this mad scientist guy. And then here's like the Patriots going, oh, okay, we're going to do that. And mm-hmm. they call it the air raid because you're not throwing it, that, you know, but it's all just, I'm going to, I'm going to line up three slot receivers and pick which one I want. I'm either going to Gronk or I'm going to Welker or I'm going to, right? that was like the whole, that was the whole Patriots offense. They won six Super Bowls or at least the final three with it. Patrick Mahomes, does he, is he even a quarterback without Mike Leach? Great I mean, question. Like, like he, you know, Mac Brown wanted him as a safety. Right. And and Patrick's an incredible athlete, right? And he might be he plays baseball because he wouldn't have been a great safety. But he was a safety in high school his sophomore year, right? But Patrick, you looked at him and go, this guy's an athlete. Is this guy a quarterback? Like, how do you – he didn't fit into the old way of quarterback. He's literally the best quarterback in the world. Mm-hmm. Does this guy even exist without Mike Leach? And so you right. look at these Who played ripples. for Cliff Kingsbury, who played for Mike Leach. Right. Cliff no. Kingsbury looked at him and went down to – it's a white house, white horse, white horse, Texas, whatever. Went into his little town and said, oh, no, you're going to be our quarterback. And that was it. And he's like, no, you're not a safety. And Patrick said, OK, and that's how they got him to Texas Tech. Yeah. And 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 so there it is. Is there is there this guy? And so, you know, the coaches are the coaches. That's great. But this is literally as big of a star as the NFL has and as exciting of a player as the NFL has. And. I don't know if anyone even lets them play the position. So right. uh, all of that. And then I just think everybody, Mike Leach was like in the top five of everyone's favorite coach, if not the right. top three mm-hmm. yeah. or two. Yeah. And and <laughs> yeah. that's a level that's... of popularity. It's like, oh, I like that guy. I don't care about these mm-hmm. coach teams that no one cares about generally. Right. Yeah. And no, to a degree, he was, he's kind of like that, uh, like a great session musician or something that everybody's played with and like, man, that guy is so good. If you just, yeah. if you, if you understand guitar, you know how mm. good that guy is. And that's like offensive coaches. If you understand offensive coaching and play calling and passing, that's how good Mike Leach was. And he was so accessible. Like you said, he was so different from every other coach in so many different ways. Like number one, he, he really wanted to talk about anything other than football. Like that's, you know, when he was out and about and whatever, like he, he, I was just on the phone with somebody, a coach yesterday. And I said, uh, I said, so when you were with Leach, how much did he pick your brain on your D? It was a defensive court. It was actually Rocky Long, the uh, long time kind of defensive guru who created the, the whole three, three, five, or at least made it famous. And, uh, Leach was kind of enamored with the three, three, five. I've always heard and always troubled his defenses and he ended up hiring or his offenses and he ended up hiring Zach Arnett who's a Rocky Long pupil because he was enamored with the defense and I was on the phone with Rocky and I said so so when you and and Leach hung out or whatever you know how much did he pick your brain on on your defense and schematics and he laughed and he said when Lee when Mike Leach and I were hanging out the last thing we were talking about was football you know and it just that's (laughs) that's how he was with like virtually everybody and he was so different from every other coach in that way. And then also the way of his accessibility. I mean, I I got a text two days ago from just this random person that he used to know that was associated with LSU. He was a fan. He's a fan. Uh, he might have been a walk-on at LSU. He said he found Mike Leach's number years ago. 
and started texting it. And the person on the other end said, like responded and confirmed that it was Mike Leach, but he never really knew. A lot of times he thought he was being pulled, you know, his leg was being pulled because this person would continuously respond to him. They would get into texting (laughs) debates and conversations. So this fan texted me yesterday and said, and shot me Leach's number and said, is this Leach's number? Finally, I want to confirm all these years I've been texting and having a conversation. Has this been Mike Leach? <laughs> and it was. It was his number. And it was just this random fan, this random person. But that's that's who he was. Classic. Classic. Yeah. I used to say, I've said this before, like, I think one of the one of the things that happened to NASCAR's popularity is that people, particularly in the South and uh, the Midwest, always had, they knew all the drivers. Mm. And everyone had a favorite driver. <laughs> yeah. And now everyone has a favorite coach, SEC coach, or a couple coaches they like. These guys kind of took, you couldn't, I, I don't even think you could walk into a, a sports bar in, um, you know, wherever, in the, somewhere in the South, in Atlanta, or some just somewhere and say, name me 10 NASCAR drivers, but they can name 10 football coaches and something about them. Yeah really easily and leech is so it's like one of those guys that like he was a popular driver back in the day like he might not mm-hmm. always won a ton but you and you might have been like i'm an earnhardt fan but i also like you know mm-hmm. whatever so you know i just think there's that so it was amazing outpouring everyone's got their stories people loved reading about them it was amazing reaction to the to it and uh yeah i don't know i don't know if he was appreciate appreciated that or not I do kind of tend to think Mike Leach lived all gas, no brakes. That's uh, right. Yeah. And um, oh yeah, he's got a famous quote said, uh, "You're going to be, we're all going to be dead in a hundred years anyway, so you might as well live dangerously." Yeah, <laughs> swing your sword, right? Always be yeah, the oh, hammer, yeah. not the nail. He had a million of them, and uh, mm-hmm. he did that. So, all right, I'm sure we'll talk more about it. And, uh, Mississippi State comes up in. Uh, In the bowl. In the bowl. Yeah, we'll get to that, too. A couple other quick items. UCLA officially in the Big Ten. The Regents passed the uh, let them go 11 to 5. They had a University of California Board of Regents vote, but not before in classic California fashion. They had to hit them with a tax. (laughs) Berkeley tax. The Berkeley tax, they're calling it. Two to 10 million a year. UCLA has to pay Cal. (laughs) <laughs> I love it. I love yeah. it. And the other part of it I like is that they are, you know, they are going to ask for slash demand. We'll see if it follows through a lot of like delineated plans and money toward how they're going to take care of their athletes. Yeah. They're dragging mm-hmm. them across the nation for these yeah. various events. So the big 10 has been, Talking and talking, UCLA said it too. Like, you know, we're going to have a plan for this and that. Well, we'll see. When rubber hits road or when plane hits air, we'll see exactly what the plan looks like. But it better be a good one because I think that's the biggest crux of this thing for me. Remember being back in Pac-12 Media Day in July, and this was what was told to me by a few people, like what was going to happen. They were going to they were going to have a five to ten million dollar annual tax they had to send to Cal, uh, that was kind of like what was thought was going to happen. And that's, uh, that's what would happen. That's what happened. I did think it was interesting that I think the vote was 11 to five, that it was interesting that five regents voted to 
to block the move, uh, basically, which was uh, which was interesting. So probably closer than uh, I first thought. But you know, as you mentioned, Dan, it's California, so they've got to put on the political parade, and and we got to see all that and and uh, drag it out a little bit and make a make a scene. So a little go. mafia, a little mafia move. They'll pay a little. <laughs> <laughs> a little restitution to Cal. So Cal's making a couple bucks here out of it. 2024, though, is just going to be unbelievable, right? UCLA, USC in the Big Ten, 12-team playoff. Big question then becomes, is OU and Texas jump to the SEC before that, or do we have this one more year of uh, of kind of uncertainty? But the future is coming and quickly in college athletics. And the amazing part of this is like, this move is so bananas. Like if you step back and say, wait, there's two schools from LA in the big 10. But it, <laughs> at this point, it's like makes sense somehow. Everyone's just like, oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Right. I mean, you know, here we are. We're so. desensitized to ridiculous scenarios. I do wish that we had the situation in college athletics, which I know is like magic wand stuff where like USC and UCLA play football in the big 10, but all these other sports just play regionally. Yeah. And 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 mm-hmm. and the 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 leagues don't extend all the way down. You know, like and and not only do, would they wouldn't even be in the Pac-12 either. Like U UCLA like UCLA soccer should be playing like San Diego State and and Cal Irvine and like all just just play regionally in those sports. You don't need to be flying all over the place to play soccer games and stuff like that, but that'd be my thing, but someone would tell me I'm undervaluing those sports i'm here to tell you you're under dismissing <laughs> you're not important enough for us for you to travel stanford around. won every swim meet by seven thousand points except when they went against cal uh, that's not true not true <laughs> i mean like if if, if stanford oh. won every swim meet by a thousand points they would have won every ncaa championship and they didn't oh. virginia yeah but that's the national you can do the national thing i'm talking about these regulars have a national tournament at the end I'm just saying there's no need for UCLA UCLA softball having to go play Michigan State or having to go play Penn State. doesn't make any sense. They should, And it didn't make any sense to go to Washington State. They could have just played the teams in L.A. Well, I'm looking right now at the UCLA soccer schedule since you mentioned them because they did win. They're actually the NCAA They did champion. win the national title, yeah. yeah. I have no problem winning the national title, have a national tournament, but along the way, you don't need these big conferences. Yeah, they... They left the West Coast like once all year yeah. for the tournament. So they now gonna, not they, anymore. No, I know. I know. That they I, played a two-game swing in, thir- thir- uh, in Durham and, and Chapel Hill, and otherwise they were on the West Coast. Right. UCLA is absolutely phenomenal, but guess what? Very few of yeah. those kids are going to make any kind of living playing soccer. If right. you're really good, you're only playing college soccer. Some of them yeah. might make that. NWS, but I think you're doing better if you're concentrated on getting your degree from one of these amazing universities. All right, anyway, that's a separate thing. Arizona basketball. It's all <laughs> Book Richardson's fault. <laughs> Sean Miller knew nothing about anything. Yeah. He yeah. had a quote unquote book of truth. I, I almost. I almost expired when I heard about the book of truth. I really He's did. writing in his journal all the good things he did and all the compliance. Didn't mention other things, as you smartly pointed out, when Christian Dawkins talked to him on the phone about 150 grand 
payment. He didn't put that in the book of truth. That somehow like, would he didn't not tell anybody until later. The yeah. book of truth was maybe a little rewrite. But that's all right. The I am going to start my own book of truth <laughs> for this podcast, and I am going. It's going to be like the Festivus list of grievances. <laughs> All the things that you guys screw up that I do right. So when this falls apart, it's all your fault. Your book, book Richardson, 10 year show cause, Sean Miller zip. Yeah. I, 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 the text messages from the rest of the college people are like, why are you, why do you not, why are you skeptical of this? I'm like, every college basketball coach in America is like, what? My what? phone has been blowing up for like 12 hours. Actually, longer than that. Like but none are going to say it on the record, though. That's the problem. Yeah, no, it is. But coaches, administrators, everybody like, you. are you kidding me? But I, I and here we are. Right, I got on the conference call, the NCAA, the IARP conference call. There were two people that asked questions on the conference call. So, you know, our our, our, our industry has completely lost interest in this. Okay? <laughs> yeah, I, so I understand that. Completely. But I, my question was simply, you know, how can you say he promoted an atmosphere of compliance and monitored his staff when he has two assistants committing all these violations? It wasn't just one here, one there. It was like five different violations, two academic fraud cases, two transcripts, money here, money there, and, he, and say that he promoted an atmosphere of compliance. Book of like, truth. Well... You know, and then they went through the litany. He had meetings. He had them fill out forms. He did this. He met with compliance. He was interested in that. And that's the dodge that they created in all this. The NCAA always, if you remember back in 2012, there was the thing. We're no longer going to let the head coaches get away with this because they always get away with it. And the assistant coaches always take the fall. So we're going to create this new head coach responsibility rule. But. There was, as usual, a loophole, and the coaches and their their agents and their lawyers smartly charged through it. It's like, yeah, hey, just have a meeting and say you talked about compliance yeah. and do this and that. And there you go. That's your atmosphere of compliance. The thing that just killed me listening to this IARP thing and all and the previous IARP things is they so fundamentally don't understand the sport that they approach it as well, the coach didn't want these things to happen. And so they <laughs> definitely had to happen quietly and secretively. And they would never discuss and the countenance having something like this happen. It's like, no, they all knew it was happening because that's how you got players. It's unbelievable. Like this fundamental lack of an understanding that this is how the sport has worked for decades and the coaches knew it and they were part of it. Unbelievable. Uh. I, I got mad respect for Sean Miller. Straight gangster. <laughs> Christian Dawkins called him a gangster in that, uh, the scheme yeah. on HBO, and it's true. He's sitting there at Xavier like, what? I know. I got the book, the book of truth. Book it's of truth. It was a great point. The man was, Christian Dawkins called him up on a wiretap conversation, asked for 150 grand for, a, was talking about $150,000 for a payment. Miller told people he had reason to be suspicious of Dawkins and decide to distance himself at that point. But it did not go in his book of truth. No, no. The Failed book of truth, mention. which detailed everything. Yeah. So maybe that book wasn't good. I, you know, it, 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 this was like the trial where they brought in, and I, I got it because it's a federal trial. You just get, you know, citizens, right? They don't know anything about college basketball. 
and they brought in the compliance director from Louisville who sat there and was like, well, we have this seminar and you have to fill out this form and you have to say, and all these forms. And you're literally like, are you, are, I mean, come on, man, not even the compliance guy could believe that any, the form. Right. This is like when corporations, right? You have to do sensitivity training or don't, right. sexual assault training. And then you find out the boss and the, you know, yeah, what happened over there? Well, we gave them the training. You know, the training's all like, don't say crazy sh- to your coworkers. All right, I think I got it. Uh, yeah, it, it's, it's hysterical. Whatever. Good for Sean. Terrible for book. So, yeah. you know, this guy, this guy got put in prison and is a is a felon and uh, now has no shot at coach. He's coaching AAU basketball. And uh, apparently it was all his idea. Mm-hmm. 100%. <laughs> so, quite a system. Quite a system. All right, one quick story uh, I wanted to get to before we get to this whole, uh, to the bowl preview. Uh, we don't need a people's court. We don't have time for that whole, like, people's court lead up. I'm just going to, we'll just do this. We can call him genius or dumbass. We'll just do that, okay? That'll be our new segment. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the expedited ruling, yes. Let's go. Expedited ruling per the AP. The Arizona Department of Public Safety says a state trooper last week noticed a car in a high occupancy vehicle lane on Interstate 10 in Phoenix with a suspicious looking green passenger. Green okay. Passenger. All right. They pulled him over and the Arizona driver tried to pass off an inflatable figure of the Grinch <laughs> as his passenger <laughs> to get... In the high occupancy. <laughs> that's awesome. That's great. This is our second oh, Grinch story so in two weeks, by the way. About yeah, yeah. We're, 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 we're now yeah. a Grinch yeah. podcast. I love right. it. Yes. Yeah. Uh, they have a picture. It's amazing. Is, their driver is there. It appears to be a female driver. They have her face blurred out or whatever. And there is an inflatable Grinch in the passenger seat. Not wearing a seatbelt, mind you. That's probably another fine. It's like, yeah, which one yeah. are you going to get? Right. Trying to pass as the uh, as a uh, to get in the high occupancy. I think we've all thought of this. Uh, I remember reading a story. I think it was out of San Diego of someone's trying to get over the Coronado Bridge and they had their dog as the passenger (laughs) or something like that and got busted. Genius or dumbass for trying to pass off the inflatable Grinch. You may get fined, but you may have got away with this for like a month. (laughs) Pat? (laughs) Oh, total genius. I mean, I think it's fantastic. You know, maybe put a little clothing or something on the Grinch so the greenness doesn't quite stand out so much. But it's genius, and it's the spirit of the season, man. You know, the Grinch should be all of our sidecar person, you know? Yeah, I'm I'm with Pat, absolutely. Genius, maybe not even the time of year. If you had the, the Grinch in your uh, passenger seat in July, that'd be fine, too. So I'm down for it. <laughs> Why not? Why not? I can tell you this. If if I did pull this stunt and was pulled over, apparently Trooper Ferguson got got the uh, got him in the HOV lane. I would not want my face blurred out. I would be smiling for this police picture. I want a mug shot with me and the Grinch. Be like, I'm going to pay the fine. You got me. You got me. But legend. <laughs> this Grinch, the Grinch is waving. It's got it's look it up. Terrific. I mean, it's green. What were you thinking? Yeah. <laughs> At least go with like a, a more human looking character. Just put a sweater on the thing, man. A baseball cap 
and yeah. some other kind of inflatable. I don't know. Ski mask. That might arouse some, suspicion, too. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. This one didn't work, but maybe it did work. You're basically like, look, man, I was in the high, high HOV for like three months. I'll gladly pay a $200 fine uh, and get uh, busted. My heart grew three sizes today. Here <laughs> Searching for NBA playoff coverage? We've got you. The Old Man and the Three, presented by BMW, gives you an inside look into the world of sports. Hosted by former NBA sharpshooter and Duke legend J.J. Redick and sports writer Tommy Alter, The Old Man and the Three offers unprecedented access to the league. Tommy and J.J. discuss the NBA and interview some of the biggest names in the league, like Devin Booker and Luka Doncic. NBA final season is the perfect time to dive in, and you can listen to The Old Man and the Three wherever you get your podcasts. To hear episodes brought to you by BMW. Push the limits this NBA season with the brand that set the ultimate standard. BMW, the ultimate driving machine. All right, let's get to this. I will also, we will try to figure out if we know the corporate sponsor. Okay? Okay. And what, what it is, too. Sometimes we do, sometimes we don't. <laughs> the Friday, 11.30 a.m. at Thomas A. Robinson National Stadium in Nassau, Bahamas. The hometown lenders, Bahamas Bowl, six and six Miami, six and six UAB. The spread on this is uh, UAB giving 11. They much more respect for the six and six UAB team. Wow. Yeah. Getting this. So hometown lenders seems pretty simple, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. They lend to hometowns. Yeah. yeah. There you go. Right. Loans, right? They will, they will charge yeah. you jacked up interest. So the yeah, there you go. House. Yeah. No. Oh, are they they not a good home lender? Oh, I golly. mean, they might be fine. I don't know. I don't know. What are you saying, jacked up? Yeah. Look, I just I'm not a big lending Pat, service kind of guy. They, they're I not think. our sponsor, are they? We didn't we didn't they don't have them as a sponsor, do we? I don't know. I don't. Nope. Know. We <laughs> don't need not now or not anymore. Pat's <laughs> no Pat's caping for like Rocket Mortgage, which probably sponsors somebody else later in this. Yeah. thing. Anyway, who you got, Pat? All right, laying eleven. I'm Bahamas. going with UAB. Going with UAB. They've got wow. a fire-breathing dragon on their helmet. <laughs> they have the leading rusher in the country, Dwayne McBride, and the secret weapon here in a game that's played on an island in the ocean. They have a defensive lineman named Fish McWilliams. It all adds up. <laughs> UAB will cover. That's right. See, you, Pat's you, got an advantage in this. He did the damn uh -huh. bowl dash for two days. He studied every effing bowl. <laughs> yeah, I'm that's 10,700 words worth of bowl dash. Oh my You're God. damn right. I got Unbelievable. it. Yeah, go check I'm, out Pat's uh, work. Yeah, go ahead. Yes. <laughs> Good God. Yeah, that's too many points. Give me Miami, Ohio. I, I know that uh, Trent Dilfer is going to take over at UAB's head coach. And he said he was going to be there. I don't think he's coaching. You know, he's not coaching in the game, but I think he'll be there in the Bahamas watching on. So I, I do actually think UAB wins, but not by 11. Where do the kids under 21 drink? I am not going against the Miami. Mm -hmm. They go to Bahamas for the Bahama Bowl. That's it. Go. I'm not going against Miami, Ohio. Absolutely not. As Pat points out in this ultimate bowl thing, don't transfer before the game because if you get a free trip to the Bahamas. So maybe the transfers are low. Miami covers. I'm taking. I'm, and now, you may think these are very superficial analysis, and you would be correct. Like, I don't even know what the next game is right now. I have to scroll down. But 
I once went like 28 and two or like 35 and two or something. Now I have this one ah, year. No, I, it was not I nailed that them good. all. Yes, it, oh, 40 and out. 40 and out. Oh, please. Good God. You had a very good bowl season a couple of years ago. It was not that it, good. You don't know. You don't know. Yeah, I do not. <laughs> all right. That's uh, later on Friday, 3 p.m. out of the Exploria Stadium. What is that? Is that like at SeaWorld or something? Is that like where Shamu, they just put it? <laughs> Exploria Stadium. The Duluth Trading Cure Bowl. Uh, <laughs> Duluth Trading makes like, they're, they're always talking about like their their uh, clothing, right? That's clothing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They Like underwear and stuff. They should play this thing in Duluth. That would should. put a little that would be sizzle fun. in it. Yeah. Put a little sizzle in it. Uh, this one's a two-ranked teams, a rare double-ranked team matchup in the uh, thing. I don't think we have another one during this bowl preview. This is a good game. 25, uh, Texas San Antonio, 11-2 against 24, Troy. 11-2. We appreciate the committee going all the way to the end on this. Uh, Troy is giving one and a half. Ross, who you got? <laughs> Uh, give me Troy. I don't know why, but uh, but uh, give me Troy. They they've they played well. They've actually really um really surprised folks this year. I don't know that anybody expected Troy, first year head coach, to be eleven and two, but uh, they've rolled this year pretty well. And um, one and a half point spread is tiny. So yeah, give me the Trojans to to uh, to cover that. Uh, yeah, it's a good game, actually. Good matchup here. Strength on strength. Eighth nationally in scoring defense, Troy. Twelfth nationally in scoring offense, Roadrunners. Like the Roadrunner helmet, but I like Troy's team better. Give me the Trojans to win a good game. Yeah, I like Troy, too. And this one and a half, I'm willing to give it. That is a, a strong game. See? Not too many bowls. It's not too many bowls. Excellent happy hour game, too. Uh, it's a Friday in December, you know kick out get out of there a little early from work go go meet up with somebody some old friend at a bar and make the excuse that you need to watch the loot trading cure bowl saturday december 17th 11 a.m the wasabi fenway bowl game is at fenway park in boston one everybody on one side of the uh you got to share a sideline in this one yep not enough room wasabi when i think of boston i think of wasabi Absolutely spicy December 17th at 11 a.m. Cincinnati versus Louisville. Tremendous subplot here, of course. It, nine and three Cincinnati against seven and five Louisville. Cincinnati took Louisville's coach, Scott Satterfield. He could conceivably sit in between the two benches at the 50-yard line and kind of coach both teams or neither team. Uh, he's <laughs> saying he's staying out of this, which just seems like he took a new job and immediately said I'm not doing any work. No, I don't know. <laughs> Pat, Louisville or Cincinnati, what do you got? <laughs> this game, this is your classic, like, all hell-breaking loose coaching change special here. Neither team has a head coach. Louisville, like, has no staff. They, they named Dion Branch their interim coach. He wasn't even on the coaching staff. He was, like, director of player development. But now he's like, hey, you're in charge. The last I heard when they introduced Jeff Brown, they're like, we don't know who's going to call plays. We'll figure it out. And that was last week, and the game is Saturday. So good luck there. Given that, I think Cincinnati has slightly more stability 
right now going into this game. And so, and they also have Scott Satterfield, who probably gave him a pretty good scouting report on Louisville's personnel. So I am going with the Bearcats to win and cover the spread. Yeah, same. I, I'll take the Bearcats. Uh, Louisville, yeah, I mean, I, at some point midseason, I think uh, all of us on here, especially Pat, that he at Satterfield was uh, going to be fired. And, and they, they did uh, some some good good winning there uh, midseason or so and got, got back on track. And then he leaves. It's been bizarre. That that was, and then they play each other in the bowl game, right? It's just uh, crazy. But I I do think Bearcats yeah. are are just uh, better situated to win this game. So so give me them. Yeah, I think Bearcats are. It's a Louisville's given two. I don't even know if I got that in there. The uh, Bearcats are going to win. I think they're just a stronger. I think this is a program game. Like the players basically got to do this all themselves. Um, who cares the most? And I think Cincinnati cares the most. Also, the Cincinnati team returns to Fenway where Carlton Fisk, I think, hit that, that remember that famous home run where he's oh, leaving yeah. it? But that was against yeah. the, the Reds, right? Cincinnati against Reds? Against the Reds, it was. Game six of the 1975 World Series. Famous game. made me go to bed. I didn't get to see that part of it. And guess what happened after? The next day, the Reds won. It's like that game's remembered <laughs> yeah. like as, right, as the, right. the Red Sox did this great. It was a famous home run, but the Reds won. They prevailed at Fenway, and the Bearcats are going to come back up there and do it. Where's Joe Morgan? Where's Pete Rose? <laughs> Pete's betting on the game. He's taking the Bearcats. Like oh, Pete Rose has definitely got money on this. Yeah. 100%. All right. The SRS Distribution Las Vegas Bowl. <laughs> when I think of the excitement of Las Vegas, I think about SRS distribution, which bills itself as the largest network of independent distributor brands in the U.S. There you go. (laughs) I don't even know what that means. Is this a roofing supply? Somebody else calls it a roof. What is this thing? I I have no idea. I got nothing for you. No idea. Not a clue. I guess they, oh, they have a lot of roofing supplies, building materials. We should have mentioned that in your, this is, yeah, a lot of roofing. If you're going to be a mm. roofer. There you go. Uh, <laughs> I don't think they use shingles in Vegas, do they? No, I don't. Anyway, uh, here we are. The uh, This is the this is the game. 6-6 uh, <laughs> and six Florida against 9-3 and three Oregon State, ranked 14th. Gators opened the season with a huge uh, win against the Pac-12, uh, beating Utah. Can they bookend it and try to make the most out of a up and down season, obviously. Uh, I'm assuming Anthony Richardson is not playing in this game. No, he's no, uh, he's yeah, he's, yeah, gone he's declared and he's gone. Right, so they don't have uh, right. Yeah, and then we had only then we had the backup. That, yeah. yeah, backups got major issues. Jalen Kitna was uh, dismissed mm. from the team after being arrested on child pornography charges. Yeah. So Florida's down to its third string guy, Jack Miller, the third former Ohio State transfer who has not thrown a pass this season, but was very. Highly touted. It's the way to sell it. Beavers. <laughs> Beavers. I mean, I, I don't even want to make light of all that. Beavers are giving 10 in this game. So, uh, Ross? Even even without the quarterback and everything uh, and all the issues that Florida has had this year, I, you know, I can't imagine them losing by, by more than 10. That just, that just seems like a whopper of a spread. This, by the way, I think it's the first time, Pat, in your bowl research probably came across this, right? Isn't this the first time an SEC team will be playing in the 
like this this bowl game, this Vegas bowl. So yeah. Florida drew yeah, the it's a uh, new uh yeah, new, new partnership or something. The Sin City uh yeah, I, I I can't imagine them losing by ten. I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with the Gators, uh even despite all the issues and the lack of a quarterback. I'm laying the points with the Beavers here. Florida lost by 10 to Kentucky and lost by 10 to LSU, and that was with Anthony Richardson, without him, and without any real uh, cohesion at QB. Um, I am going with Oregon State, which finished the season well, knocked off Oregon, won their last three and six of their last seven, and I'm I'm taking the Beavers and laying the big points. I am too. I'll take Oregon State. Uh, This is one of those crazy games because it's like, I think there's going to be a pride factor for Oregon State to win this game. But at the same time, it's a chance for the Florida younger players to prove themselves. So it's a little interesting. But uh, when you're going with a QB that hasn't thrown a pass, that's not good. So I will take uh, Oregon State in this uh, also. The Jimmy Kimmel L.A. Bowl presented by Stifle. Uh, I guess Jimmy is back. Uh, we know who Jimmy Kimmel is. He was on our podcast mm. last year. A rare guest. He was. Is a rare right? guest. We let... Yeah, wow. he was pimping the bowl game, pimping we, his uh, bowl game. We do very few uh, guests, but we will take late night hosts with like 12 million social media followers. <laughs> We're not stupid. No. Uh yeah, a lot of people want to come on as a guest. I'm like, are you Jimmy Kimmel? That's the that's the level you got to be. We just don't let anybody on this show. It's a high class right. show. Uh-huh, yeah. Uh Stifle, anyone know what Stifle is? No idea. Oh, it's a diversified global wealth management investment banking company focused on building relationships that help individuals, families, and I don't know, your 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 statement Perfect. sentence is too long. Perfect. I'm questioning their economic wisdom if they think they're going to get a lot of business because they're sponsoring the L.A. Bowl. <laughs> 3.30 on a Saturday, which is going to be like peak Christmas shopping for people. Right. Yeah. Like, I feel like Merrill Lynch or somebody is doing like a good game here. We'll find out later. <laughs> anyway, seven and five Washington State against nine and four uh, Fresno State games at SoFi Stadium. Fresno's giving three and a half. Fresno's on like a six, seven, eight game win streak. Maybe eight. Is that eight now? I don't know. It is eight. Anyway, it's eight. Pat, who are you taking? Is it going to be nine? It's going to be nine and they're going to cover. Yeah. Coog's got some chaos going on. They've, uh, had their defensive uh, coordinator depart, and so Jake Dickert is coaching that unit. Their top tackler turned pro. They've got issues uh, depleted at wide receiver. And, yeah, like I said, Fresno is running hot, and it's the kind of game Mountain West teams get jacked up for. We're playing a Pac-12 team. Let's go show them. Their quarterback, Jake Hayner, is really good. Their defense is good. Jeff Tedford's a really good coach. It all adds up to... Florida State winning and winning easily, and hopefully we get another encore from Jimmy Camel, the bowl mascot that vomited. Remember their mascot? Uh, <laughs> hey, right. Yeah, we want Jimmy the vomiting Camel, camel right. back. <laughs> it was kind of a fun game. Camel uh, added yeah. a little spice to it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, it just had some crazy stuff. So, see, Pat, Pat has all these stats and all this information <laughs> on all these guys. I am so jealous. Like, I don't. I'm I'm scrambling to read who's on these teams, uh, but uh, give give me now. I'm going to say Washington State covers. Uh, uh, they've they've done a good job this year. I like I like the quarterback there, uh, Ward. He's he's fun to watch, and and uh, his stats are like really a lot better than I thought they would be. Uh, Twenty three touchdowns, eight interceptions this year. Throw for three thousand yards. So give me the Cougars. Cover it. Uh, I'm taking uh, Bulldogs. They're they're rolling. 
uh, Jeff Tedford's got the program cooking, and they're going to finish out a great season. The Lending Tree Bowl. The Lending Tree, our second mortgage bowl. So we're yeah, like two mortgages see? and two investments. <laughs> yeah. Or no. Like, no, not, only one. Because like, loose trading so you, is you not You can't a, dump a, a bucket of mortgage on people, you know? That, I, I no. much prefer the Cheez-Its and the mayonnaise and the French fries and that stuff. Game is in uh, Mobile, Alabama, lower Alabama, the other L.A., right? Mm-hmm. Rice versus uh, Southern Miss. This is the uh, uh, record-wise the worst game. Congratulations to the Lending Tree people who uh, sponsored the worst record-wise game. Southern Miss is 6-6, six and six and they have the better record. Rice is 5-7 <laughs> and seven and got in because when needed, they, <laughs> they need an extra team. They go to highest... APR, the like academic progress report. So rice, <laughs> rice sucks, but man, they're hey. actually studying. Hey, hey, you're, uh, what, uh, you're a rice uh, fan. You're they, a rice they, fan before the before the the, the season ending three game losing streak. Uh, yeah, hey, they were going on a, great. They were on a roll. Things things were going well. They were five and four, beat, no. heading for so no, they bowl. weren't. They, They've lost four of five, and their only victory is over UTEP. Uh, rice hater. 30, uh, rice hater. All right. Anyway, yeah, that, like the Rice, these guys will be my boss someday. So good job, Rice. Way to go. <laughs> Somebody pick this thing before I get in trouble. Well, let's hear from the, ex- the bowl expert. I don't want expert, all the Rice Pat. fans mad at me. Yeah, Pat, who, who's winning this thing? Southern Miss is giving six. Southern Miss is winning. I mean, come on. Rice, you know, God love you for having a nice APR and all that business, but they are—they have committed the most turnovers of any team in the country, 30. They are a minus 15 turnover margin for the season, and somehow Southern Miss scored one of the most surprising wins of the year when they beat Tulane. I still don't know how that happened, but Southern Miss should win this game and win it easily. This is actually they've these two teams. This is the ninth straight year they played because they were both in the same conference till Southern Miss left. So, oh. Southern Miss win cover. That's enough. Yeah, <laughs> I, I, back I, the- I, I, I was just I was just saying how great Rice has been and killing Dan for crapping all over poor Rice. But here I am. I'm going to pick Southern Miss. Yeah, Southern Miss to cover. Golden Eagles, go Golden Eagles. I'm glad they're bringing back that uh, that game. You know, that rivalry It'd be like if we could get like Oklahoma, Nebraska in a bowl game or something like that. But I'm going to do this in honor of Mike Leach. Who's going to win this thing? A golden eagle or an owl? Right? <laughs> yes. There you go. Oh, yeah. There you okay. go. That's and I'm going to tell you who's going to win it. The eagle. The eagle is uh, taller and heavier than an owl, has a larger wingspan than the owl. And in the majority of cases, their beaks are longer, too. And I'm reading this from a website called A to Z Animals that literally breaks down who would win a fight between an eagle and an owl. The internet is amazing. (laughs) I type in who would win a fight between an eagle and an owl, and there's an exact website. (laughs) (laughs) With a matchup. So uh, I'm taking the eagles. Southern Miss. We're going to get this done. All right. The New Mexico Bowl. What? No sponsor? No, it might be tough times for the New Mexico, New Mexico Bowl. The New Mexico Bowl <laughs> can't even get a sponsor. Jeez. We'll sponsor I, you. Let's just say it's the New Mexico Bowl sponsored by Breaking Bad. This when yeah, there you go. was <laughs> out in the desert there cooking meth, you know. By meth. Uh, yeah. Seven and five <laughs> SMU, seven and five BYU. Winner gets meth. B 
BYU, they ain't touching. They don't even, they don't even drink. Yeah. SMU, eh, eh, they're eyeballing it. They're eyeballing it. It'd be great. Winning coach has to take meth. And when you like follow him around as a reality show, I think that'd be a good New Mexico. I'd watch. I'd watch. <laughs> Mustangs given three and a half. Ross? Oh, yeah. The, uh... <laughs> It's been quite the morning. I just made meth jokes. It, it's you just, can't say it, anything dumber than that. No, <laughs> I know, I know, no. It it's been it's just been quite the morning. You know, you think you wake up and it's like, you know, it's probably gonna be a slow news day, right? We got everything out of the way on Wednesday. And this morning it's it's I feel like I'm in uh what is that gif where behind the guy there's just things being destroyed, like blown up explosions everywhere. Oh, it's yeah. from a movie. And I, that's what I feel like what's mm-hmm. happening behind me. It's just constant, right, uh, as we're doing this. Just constant crap. It yeah, never the NCAA slows down. named a new president. Yeah, NCAA like, named a new president. Mississippi State announced, officially announced Zach Arnett. There's some other things bubbling up. It's just, it's nonstop. But anyway, so give me the stangs, man. Give me the stangs, uh, three and a half to, to uh, cover. BYU wasn't as impressive this year. And, hey, I'm going to pick the team that scored 77 points in a game at one point this year. Yeah, I'm going with uh, the Mustangs as well because that T- Tanner Mordecai, uh, we are reasonably certain, is playing, and he can get hot and tear a team up. And we're not sure whether Jaron Hall is playing for BYU. The last I had seen, uh, Coach said he hasn't participated as much as we'd like him to in practices due to an ankle, mm-hmm. and there's some belief, you know, he, he might just turn pro, and, and that'll be that. So... Given the uncertainty at quarterback there, give me the team that has a certain quarterback. Give me SMU win cover. Yeah, I'll take SMU. I'll take SMU. We got to keep this thing. I'm going to make some enchilada jokes or something. I don't know. Let's move on. Frisco Bowl. Only one this year. Only one Frisco Bowl. I know. We're all sad. There's also the Frisco Football Classic that was canceled because there weren't enough bowl-eligible teams, and apparently of the five and seven teams, only Rice is doing well academically. So we could not put that in. <laughs> um, I personally am disappointed. Frisco Bowl's got no um, no sponsor either. It is tough mm. times in the bowl mm. industry. Mm. Not good, at least this is what I'm seeing. North Texas, the mean green, basically playing at home over there in Frisco, seven and six against Boise State, nine and four. Broncos giving 10 and a half. They were rolling until uh, Fresno took took them down. This game's at 9.15 on Saturday. We have a five, a quintuple header on Saturday. Mm. Yeah, a lot of, lot of bowl action Saturday. Uh, Pat? Yeah, Boise's going to blow them out, I think. North Texas is not as good as they are to begin with, and then their coach got fired, and they've got upheaval on the staff. You got people in and out. So give me Boise uh, in a big, big uh, way. Same, yeah. I'm going with the Broncos, like Dan said. They were they were rolling into the Fresno game. I think they've won what seven of their last eight, or or uh, before that game they had won like seven of their last eight. They were scorching. So I I I think they continue to roll in this. North Texas is just hired a new coach. I don't know if he's coaching in the bowl game. Pat is he coaching the bowl game? I don't, I don't uh, remember I don't if he's going to coach. Okay, so he's he, he may no, not. They, they, Phil Bennett, I think, is the is, yeah the defense coordinator, is the interim coach. The interim coach. Okay, yeah. all right. Yeah, no, give me the give me the Broncos to to roll in this one. Phil Bennett has probably served as an interim coach <laughs> for like fourteen bowl yeah. games at this point in his career. <laughs> right. He's coached more bowl games than Joe Paterno. <laughs> all right, uh, I'm taking Broncos. 
Monday, the 19th, the Degenerate Bowl. No, it's 2.30 on a Monday. Yeah, 2.30 on a Monday, the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Mm. Myrtle Beach Bowl. Does this one have a sponsor? No. Myrtle Beach Bowl, Marshall versus UConn. Marshall versus UConn. Uh, congrats to the Huskies. Come out of the, they, what, they have one win? La- they lost to UMass last year, didn't they? I, I think, think they, they were 1-11 anyway. last year. Yeah, Jim Moore, Jr., like sleeper coach of the year because it's not easy to get to 6-6 six and six at UConn. Marshall's 8-4. and four. Marshall's giving 10. This is a dream season for the Huskies end here at the Myrtle Beach Bowl. Ross, anybody, I don't care. <laughs> I, got I can't it. believe how many more it. we got to do. Yeah. <laughs> I got it. No, 10 is too much for a Marshall team that cannot <laughs> score. They can't <laughs> score. 10 is too much. It is. I, so it is I'm going lot. with UConn. It's UConn's first bowl since 2015 when they lost to Marshall. And they're going to lose to Marshall again, but they're going to lose by less than 10. So Marshall, uh, Marshall wins. UConn covers. I'm, I'm going I'm, I'm going with the Husky. Yeah, 10 is a lot. These bowl spreads have been big, I feel like. I do. 10 is a lot. I'm, I'm going to go with Jim Moore Jr. and the Huskies. You New England United, stand up. I'm taking the Huskies on this one. I'll take those points. They're going to go down there. They're going to go to the Ripley's Aquarium. They're going to do Jurassic mini golf. You know, they're going to do it all. Cruising tiki's, you know, the Masters, whatever they got to do down there in Myrtle. You know, you got to you got to keep it fun. They're going to have a good time. Huskies win. Uh, not the Huskies don't win, but they cover. I'm going to take that. Ten points. Don't yeah, sleep. Big number. Big number. Big number. Big number. Big number. Marshall can't score. Okay, that's the only game Monday. That's like your teaser into Monday night football. I'm sure everyone right. will be excited for that. All right, the great, the great one. The Idaho Potato Bowl. Mm. Uh yeah. one of the all-time classics. Uh the, the famous the next afternoon. One on Monday afternoon, one on Tuesday. Tuesday Blue afternoon, three thirty. Again, they're just asking you to get drunk in the middle of the day. There's actually <laughs> two. There's two on Tuesday. You're skipping one. Don't right. S- but there's claim. only one another the roofing day. company. We'll get to that one. Famous Idaho Potato Bowl. Play it on the blue turf. Eastern Michigan versus San Jose State backyard brawl. Right there, we've got Eastern is eight and four. San Jose State is seven and four. The Spartans of San Jose State are giving three and a half. Pat. Yeah, I think this is a a a solid win for San Jose State. Cover the spread. They um, Eastern finished strong, but. That's because there were plus 10 on the turnover margin. Spartans tied for the fewest giveaways in the nation with just six. So if Eastern didn't take the ball away, they're not as good as San Jose State. Spartans win. Spartans cover. That was like real analysis. (laughs) I know. I know. I'm over here. I feel like it's all in the bull dash, baby. (laughs) Uh, God, I'm actually going to go against Pat here. I've been going with him because he seems to know everything about these bowl games. But uh, give me Eastern Michigan to pull the upset. Actually, uh, um, I'll uh, I'll go to EMU and uh, uh, they got a running back, Samson Evans. He's been he's been tearing it up. So give me them to win the game here and pull the upset. Eastern Michigan is going to uh, cover. Amani Bates is going to have two touchdowns rushing, <laughs> one receiving. It's going to be great. I'll take the Eagles. All right, the uh, Boca Raton Bowl, the RoofClaim.com. Boca Raton Bowl. Now, is roofclaim.com, is that roofing company or that's like a insurance or something? I don't know. Sounds like see. insurance. It sounds like when you get hail More damage. Insurance. You know? Let's see. Yeah. Why choose? Let's see. We offer fast, accurate, free roof inspections. We manage yep. your product. No, there they're going to give you. They're not, it's not insurance. They're going to do it. 
It's more than a roofing company. It's a bowl okay. sponsor. Uh, so we got Liberty against Toledo. Uh, eight and four Liberty. Um, Sherman Hugh Freeze is not there. Eight and five Toledo Rockets. Toledo's given five. Game's at 7.30 on Tuesday night. Pat, you got to go yeah. first because you actually researched this. That's fine. I'll go first. Yeah, Hugh Freeze is out. Liberty just absolutely fell apart at the end of the season. And I... This is what happens when coaches bail on their team. They lost their last three games. They got blown out by New Mexico State. It's embarrassing. The third leading trans uh, tackler hit the transfer portal. Toledo showed something by, by winning the MAC championship game. I'm ready for Daquan Finn to have a big game. I think you get out of Upper Ohio, you get to go to Boca Raton, you're going to have a spring in your step. All Rockets here. Win, cover. Yeah, give me, give me the Rockets. Uh, I don't have any details of, of why I'm picking them, but uh, give me the Rockets anyway. I did think it's interesting. ESPN does this matchup predictor on each game, I guess, according to like analytics. This one is 50-50. I didn't even know that was a thing. Really? This one is exactly 50-50. Yeah. The old, the old coin toss game, but uh, yep. yeah, give me the Rockets actually to cover the five. When Toledo and Liberty play, you throw the records right out. That's you right. Do. I mean, that's you got, right. That's just what's going to happen. Daquan Finn, great quarterback for Toledo, is healthy and uh, back. You know, Hugh Freeze did a lot of great work when he was down in Florida on business trips. Very memorable work, <laughs> but he ain't there. So I'm going to take uh, I'm going to take the Rockets on that. Uh, let's see. We got the Lockheed Martin. Oh no, wait, I missed one. Sorry, I'm sure everyone's upset. The R&L Carriers, New yeah. Orleans Bowl. The R&L Carriers uh, sounds like a trucking company to me. It is. Let's see. Right? Freight so. Shipping and Logistics Company. There you go. So, yeah, I uh, headquartered in Wilmington, Ohio. So, there you go. If you need to do some trucking or uh, logistics work or something, uh, give them a call. Give them a call. They are sponsoring the New Orleans Bowl. It's featuring eight and five Western Kentucky Hilltoppers, ten and two South Alabama Jaguars. South Alabama is giving four and a half. Pat, yeah, this is all over the place. Uh, Western Kentucky's quarterback went in the portal, but then withdrew on Tuesday. If they get him back up to speed, uh, he at least gives them a chance. But South Alabama's had a really good season. They're a good team. They're two, they've lost two games by, I think, a total of five points to UCLA and Detroit. They're just better than Western is, and I expect them to win and cover the 4.5 or whatever the number is. Four and a half, yeah. Yeah. I uh, South Alabama, Kane Womack, they've had an incredible year. And you're right, Pat, uh, the, you mentioned the UCLA game. And they should have won that game. They faked a punt oh, late in the game, yeah, and really gave the game away. I mean, they should be like 11-1 and one right now. So, incredible season. And, yeah, I do think they win this game. Although, man, Austin Reed, yeah, from West Kentucky, I know you said he he pulled his name back out of the from the portal, right? But uh, he does have an incredible numbers. But I think South Alabama slows them down enough. Uh, I am going with South Alabama in this, too, if only because they uh, – sometimes in the scoreboard, they'll, they'll abbreviate it. So Alabama. And uh, when I think of things that are so Alabama, they just always amuse me. So uh, I'm taking so Alabama uh, to cover this uh, cover this four and a half. The uh, finally one that makes some sense, the Lockheed Martin Armed Forces Bowl. There you go. Yep. Right. Yep. Defense contractor sponsoring the Armed Forces Bowl. Makes a ton of sense. Baylor. And guess who else is in it? Air Force. Yep. I mean, this is some corporate synergy. Good job, Lockheed <laughs> Martin. 
Nobody roots those guys on. Baylor, six and six. The uh, Falcons are nine and three. Baylor is giving seven and a half. This game, I think, is in Fort Worth every year. Yeah, it's in Fort Worth. Mm -hmm. So Baylor has. Yeah, it's at TCU Stadium. Baylor sold out their allotment, though. Pretty amazing. Mm. So they got to go into their arch rival. It's kind of their arch rival. I guess yeah. Texas is everyone's arch rival, but yeah, I don't know. But... Their arch rival stadium and play. Kind of interesting. That's about his most interesting thing about this game. I think. Yeah. Pat, what do you have? <laughs> you just yeah. stole my whole no. my whole preview on the game. Is is Baylor's <laughs> going to play at their rival stadium? That's it. That's all I pretty much know. That's all so I got. Fire That's away, all Pat, I got. with your good information. We got like stats. Four, we have four more after this, so you know, we got to okay. go quick. Yeah. Uh, it's Baylor's 39th game in this stadium. So first one was in 1930. <laughs> They've been there. They Good know God. the way there. Okay. Dan, and the he's Armed just Forces are now. six and he's five in the Armed now, Forces Dan. Bowl. I am. Hey, I put in nobody. There. Nobody knows if that's true. You could just he say. Put in the work. He put in the work. Put in the work. I don't know. Oh, really? I will yeah, say I this, was... and I, I I hate to further delay us, but I have to give credit to our fact checker on this. This was a cover story, so we got fact check. I had it as the 40th game for Baylor, and they're like, no, it's 39. In 1954, they played in Dallas, not in Fort Worth. And I was like, okay, impressive. Good work, fact checker. <laughs> so, 39th game for them in Eamon Carter Stadium. Uh, the Armed Forces are 6-5 and five in the Armed Forces Bowl. They're unfortunately going to be 6-6 six and six after this. But the number seven and a half. Is that what you have, Dan? Five and a half. Five and a half. Okay, yes. Then <laughs> I like Baylor. Five and I, a half. I like Baylor to cover the cover the number. They're going to win by a touchdown. More speed on the perimeter than the Falcons. And Dave Aranda's got three weeks to prepare for the option. Uh, same thing here. You give uh, Dave Aranda enough time. He's you know defensively, he's going to shut you down. I think the Bears win it in their rival stadium. Yeah, I'm going with I'm going with Baylor. Also, they need this win. Uh, they'll take it. All right. Friday, December 23rd. Now we're really into happy hour time. 3 p.m. This is the Festivus for the rest of us. Yep. Radiance Technologies Independence Bowl. The Radiance Technologies, which is, let's see here. Radiance Technologies has been at the forefront of this directed energy push with our role as developer and integrator of key critical technical components. I guess of radiant heat. I don't, I don't. (laughs) Be better, corporate PR. Be better. (laughs) Yeah. Tell us what your product is. What are you selling and why are you sponsoring this game? I don't know. Anyway. I mean, does Lockheed Martin want us to buy like a bomber? Yeah. I mean, that doesn't, the Lockheed Martin is not really like retail sales, right? Like even if, like would, I'd like to order a F-15. I think that's illegal, (laughs) wouldn't it be? Even if you could afford it. Like I don't think you're allowed to have one of those. Like I don't think that no, I don't think it would be <laughs> hard to buy an F-15 on the, on on even the black market. I shipping would it to some dude in Iowa or something like you know. <laughs> here you uh, got your uh, fighter jet. <laughs> what were you planning on doing with it? You got to fill out a lot of form, a lot of paperwork. If you're going to get your own personal F-15. Anyway, what are we talking about here? Independence Bowl. Yeah, six and six Louisiana Raging Cajuns versus seven and five Houston Cougars. UH is giving seven. Pat, you got to go first. Yeah, I, I don't have a lot on this game. Oh, than, uh, really? Oh, oh, oh. Maybe work a little harder. <laughs> uh, wide receiver Nathaniel Dell, who is turning pro, Tank Dell for the uh, Houston Cougars, will play in the game. So Clayton is- Tune to Tank Dell 
Great prolific pass-catch combo. They will go out on a high note. They'll win and cover the game. There you go. I didn't know anything much about this game, but yeah, then he drops mm-hmm. something. Right, yeah. right. Who you got? Yeah, give me. Uh, I I can't go against uh, old uh, Clayton Tune and in, in uh, Dana Hogerson's offense. So, uh, thirty-eight hundred yards this year, thirty-seven touchdowns. So, give me the Cougars to cover. This is the twenty-third time Houston has played at Independent Stadium in Shreveport. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. This, this is the game that puts me to test that it always rains in Shreveport. This game That's is true. always sleet <laughs> at this game. It absolutely sleet and frozen rain is coming at this game. And I think the Houston Cougars are going to take care of that. I'll take Holgo. He's got that old West Virginia time up there. He knows how to play in the ice. So uh, Houston wins and covers. All right. Better. Oh, no. Wait. Nope. Still on. Still on Friday. My bad. My bad. The Union Home Mortgage, another mortgage company, Union Home Mortgage Gasparilla Bowl down in down in uh, Tampa. And you could say, well, I think we know what Union Home Mortgage is, but what is a Gasparilla? And it is a, uh, a festival. Yeah. A festival for pirates. Yep. The Gasparilla Pirate Festival in Tampa. They've been running it since 1904. People dress up in pirates and get absolutely trashed out by Tampa Bay. I think Tom yes. Brady will be there throwing the Super Bowl, uh, the Lombardi <laughs> Trophy around, drinking avocado vodka or something. The Parade of Pirates. It's the last Saturday in January. This is just hyping it up. So if you're looking for something to get, uh, something to do at the end of January, head to Tampa. Sounds sounds good. Uh, the Gasparilla Bowl. Uh, I don't know who's in this game. What do we got? Uh, Wake Forest. <laughs> Wake one Forest is favorite. seven and five, one point favorite over the six and six Mizzou Tigers by our guy uh, Eli Drinkwitz, who who went to the Kansas Missouri basketball game last week and made, held a sign that taunted Bill Self. It said five level one violations. Do you see that's that picture? Fabulous. The yes, football no, I mean, coach that's... at Missouri trolled the Kansas basketball coach about five NC level one violations with a sign. God bless you, Eli Drinkwitz. Yeah, that was fantastic. And I, yeah, Eli Drinkwitz has like been, you know, extended and compensated very well for a guy with a 500 record for three years. But that's one where now the fans are like, oh, give him a lifetime deal. <laughs> Missouri and Kansas hate each other. And if you want to go that that route, oh, yeah, that's a good way to get in with the fan base. You picking them? I'm picking Mizzou. For I, the I, sign I, oh, yeah. The pick the game? Yeah, 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 yeah. No, I'm picking Wake Forest. I'm, I'm, picking, I was Wake about, I'm picking Wake Forest, too. Give me the Deacons. Uh, yeah, see, I think Missouri Missouri's got, got like they got some Missouri has a great, problems. And Missouri they? has a yeah. Well, can they, get, no. get, give me thirty seconds here. Oh, who's getting? Missouri salty. has a great defense, <laughs> and they they led the SEC in tackles for loss with ninety. But three of their key defensive players who combine for thirty three of those ninety tackles for loss are out. So, see, Sam Hartman go. will stay upright, and Wake Forest will win. All right, I'm switching my pick. Wake Forest. <laughs> I knew they had some transfer points. It's a one-pointer. Whatever. All right. You're not allowed to see your picks. You can't just wait to hear what I say and then make a pick. All right. I stick with Missouri. I'm sticking with Missouri. Stick with Missouri. It's your alma mater. You Uh, want to brag about your picks. Make your own picks. (laughs) Come on. The Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. The Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. Easy Post is uh, a simple shipping company. Small businesses access USPS Commercial Plus pricing 
UPS marketplace shipping, and more special carrier rates for domestic and international delivery. There you go. Easy Post. I, this is a smart one because the if you're like the CEO of Easy Post, you can go to Hawaii, right? Spend Christmas in Hawaii and call it business. It's getting played at the uh, at the athletics complex at uh, UH. Game features uh, seven and five Middle Tennessee for seven and five San Diego State. Aztecs given seven, eight p.m. Christmas Eve. Don't spend it with your hol- your family. Don't hang out by the. Don't read the night before Christmas. Watch and gamble on the ho- on the Easy Post Hawaii Bowl. That's America right there. Pat, who's winning? I, I will say that I have spent the second half of this game with an eggnog and doing some really terrible wrapping of presents many times oh. over the years. You know, <laughs> you flip were, it on about ten o'clock. I thought you were singing hip hop. <laughs> catch the last <laughs> quarter and a half of the Hawaii Bowl, wrap a few presents, and then go to bed. Uh, San Diego State win and cover. I, well, this isn't an opt-out situation because nobody opts out when your team is going to Hawaii, so everybody's going to play. But Middle Tennessee has not beaten a team that's uh, going to a bowl game this year, so they ain't going to win this one either. That's enough for me. I'll join Pat. San Diego State. <laughs> yeah, I actually think San Diego State's not bad. They 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 should have been better. They're a better team than their record. So if seven's not scaring me, I'll take the Aztecs. All right, finally, it's our last one, and then we'll do the rest of the bowls later. Nah, uh, who knows when? Well, I guess it'll come out this day because we're going to do this. When I think Christmas, when I think quick Christmas, I think downtown Detroit the day after at 2.30 in the afternoon. That's what I think. The quick lane bowl, Ford Field in Detroit. I mean, who's not fired up for this one? New Mexico State, who got bowl eligible via a NCAA appeal and then beating a Valpo team that had their season end a month before. <laughs> but still, great job by Jerry Kill. The Aggies, 6-6, six and six, are taking on Bowling Green, 6-6. Six and six. Like, the poor Bowling Green kids. Hey, you made a bowl, right? Miami, Ohio got to go to Bahamas. You guys get to go to Detroit. It's like an hour away on Christmas, on, on the day after Christmas, 2.30. Uh, but Bowling Green, uh, the, they'll, they'll have the home field advantage, I guess. They're, getting a, they're giving three and a half. Pat, who you got here? Give Quick me the Aggies and the points. Quick the lanes and oil change. Oil changes. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. No, that's uh, like, as, as you said, nothing quite says that Christmas is over, like turning on the TV to watch this game. But uh, <laughs> give me the Aggies to come, to win and cover in an upset. Mm. They are 4-0-1 all-time in bowl games. They've never lost, and they're not going to lose now. Ten sacks in their last two games. Bowling Green's quarterback has been sacked like nine million times this year. So they get on after the quarterback, and they pull it out. Jerry Kill for the win. Aggies. You know, actually, give me uh, give me Bowling Green to cover this three and a half. I'm just gonna just just to go against Pat. How about that? I'm there taking the Aggies. Dream season. Great job by Jared Kill. Been on them all year. They're riding the momentum of the Valpo beatdown, taking it out on another Midwestern team. Have fun up here, uh, New Mexico State. They also sent me that whiskey last year. Hint. <laughs> there you go. You've been bought. Your I drank it bought. at Christmas time. Yes, I did. Uh, I am bought the Pistol Pete whiskey. I'm sure they're still selling it. Uh, all right, that concludes part one of our bowl bonanza. Uh, sorry, it went long, but it always does. We uh, we yeah. tried to go fast, and I'm sure you're filled with insight mm-hmm. uh, on this. Yes, um, from Pat uh, only. Yes, from Pat only. 
We'll be back next week. Appreciate everyone listening, subscribing, leaving us nice reviews and all of that, sharing us on social media. We will talk to you later.